Hello, this is Derek Mankey with FortiGuard Live. Once again, I'm joined with my esteemed colleague and fellow researcher, Amar Lakhani. Welcome to the show, Amar. How are you? I am great. It is good to be back. Absolutely. Always good and relevant on time. Um, so, you know, every year we like to uh, put on our educated crystal ball uh, on display, right? This is looking at not just you know, in theory, what's going to happen uh, in, in the years to come uh, in terms of threat trends. But this, you know, we're, we're looking at baseline data, real data every day through FortiGuard Labs, right? I and mean, we get 100 billion potential threat events a day. We have machine learning, AI technology. We have obviously a, a group of brilliant minds. So I really like to call these um, educated uh, uh visions that, that we're looking at um, based off these these baselines. And um, so it, last year, when we uh, around this time, when, you know, when we started talking about threats that we're going to see in 2020, a lot of these have, because they were on these baselines, uh, have had progress. Um, the good news is that, you know, we're, we're getting ahead of the curve here. The bad news is that the cyber criminals are following this, right? One thing that we've been uh, talking about for years is swarm technology. And, and this is really, um, you know, trying to ride on the success of decentralized botnets. So uh, the, the biggest advance we have seen has been in um, IoT-based botnets. Uh, there's been a lot of activity in 2020 of IoT-based botnets. It's a problem, of course, because we're dealing with massive infrastructure that's all over the place. It's harder to clean up. It's a lot easier to take one server offline in a data center than it is to take 100,000 IoT devices offline and all these different networks and residences and offices around the world. Um, so it's, it's been a big threat that, that you know, puts into play things like um, uh, the threat of distributed denial of service, but also a swarm things like, um, you know, hosted, um, you know, drop zones, files, uh, the command and control infrastructure itself. You know, there's a recent take, uh, takedown uh, attempt of um, the TrickBot, uh, tri TrickBot, right? And that, there's a lot of great, great efforts on that, but there's still, um, there's still a heartbeat because uh, of this resiliency. Um, and, and we've seen even botnets like HEH as an example. It's a, a new botnet that was recently researched and blogged about that has peer-to-peer um, uh, -peer commands. And that's the essence of Swarm, right? Where devices can start to communicate with each other on networks. Um, so there's a lot of those sort of advances. What, what other things are you seeing in that space, Mark? You know, it's funny when you when you talk about predictions, it seems like in cybersecurity, it's not that hard because all you have to kind of think about is uh, take take a current trend and think about what is the worst place that someone can go with this trend and it'll normally happen, right? And that's exactly what we started seeing with these uh, swarm botnets or swarm attacks itself is because we started seeing individual systems being exploited. And then we started seeing like the multiple, uh, you know, these exploits going around to multiple organizations. And someone just decided, you know what, I can basically have this self-replicate go around multiple organizations, kind of figure out what the best way to uh, transport uh, the botnet is. And that's exactly what happened with IoT devices is these devices are attacking each other. They're kind of figuring out what's around them on a local network, as well as on uh, WAN networks that across the internet. And we're seeing more and more of that, um, whether it's from a uh, proof of concept or whether it's people talking about uh, like create, creating that or whether we're actually seeing that in the real world. 
And as you said, we've seen this starting to expand beyond IoT. We're starting to see it expand to like, uh, you, you know, the routers, the edge devices, home media servers. Uh, we're starting to like see it expand like pretty much all over the place. And it makes it really difficult. Attackers are now hitting below the belt, I would say, because as you said, you know, if you're an organization, if you're a corporation, you have some resources and you have some, uh, you know, motivation to make sure your systems are not infected. When you're a home user, you may not ha have any idea a camera or a media player or a DVD player is infected because when you use it, it works fine and you have no idea that it's actually attacking other people or causing more harm. And I think that's the hard part of what we're seeing is, we're gonna, and we're going to see more of that is people are not going to realize the volume of attacks that are coming from their individual devices. And I think personal responsibility is going to get very, very interesting in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, for sure. You hit on a lot of points there. And, and it's that, that's a concerning thing to me as well. Like, it's one thing to have these devices uh, infected, but it's sort of been a year of execution now. Um, we've seen a lot of proof of concepts before, which is essentially just, you know, make showing that devices can be effective, but they're not always used in orchestrated attacks. But like you said, we are starting to see these being used and have impacts on people. And we always talk about this um, situational awareness from a good guy's or de defender standpoint, right? Where you have to be aware of what's happening. And, and part of that is having visibility. If you don't have visibility on these devices that are infected, you have no idea what they're up to. And there can be consequences with that. And I, I want to go a little bit more into that. You mentioned Edge, Amar. Um, so this is also part of our trends that we're looking at 2021. Uh, there's been a big um, push to the Edge. Edge computing, that's something that's going to continue to grow. Uh, you know, one of the, the um, w going back to Swarm, we talked about these scenarios. The, it's a good news, bad news, the way I, I describe this. You know, the good news is um, that we're not seeing full weaponization of this in the sense of its fullest capabilities. I mainly using machine learning models to be able to make intelligent decisions on, on its own. So basically autonomous malware, if you will, right? Um, we haven't seen that yet. That's the good news. The bad news is we are seeing a trend towards that because this integration is happening. And now with edge devices, at the main difference from edge to IoT is that edge is, um, uh, you know, they, they have generally a bigger footprint, right? more reach, more access, more authorization privilege, and more uh, you know, uh, processing power memory as an example, task functionality. And so to me, when you have this combined, that brings on this possibility, this whole new world of having those that machine learning and and that those attacks in the future, but we just haven't seen that yet. Now, you know, we, we've definitely seen like, uh, you know, some very uh, selective attacks. And this is happening for a few years now where people are attacking edge devices, especially like home routers, which that's what I normally consider an edge device mm -hmm. on the consumer side. Obviously, we go to the enterprise side as well. And there's definitely been attacks on on that side as well. Uh, so, um, you know, as you said, uh, a lot more capabilities on the edge device just from a computing power, usually from a bandwidth power, usually from a manipulation standpoint as well. On mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and I and I know this is one of our other predictions you want to talk about later on, but like just redirecting people to like fake sites, taking over DNS systems, uh, putting in proxy systems in between to capture information, doing like man in the middle attacks. And so I definitely think we're going to see see that. The problem is no one really knows what the edge is anymore because yeah, yeah. It's a, as, as you said it's a home device but it's it's everywhere now right the edges there there is no edge we are the edge 
It's a great point. Um, yeah, and and I, I really think that we're going to see this whole new rise of threat called um, uh, what, what we're calling EATs or edge access trojans. I mean, traditionally we have rats, remote access trojan, which infects uh, usually a PC or uh, you know, um, uh, in, in some cases mobile devices for remote control. Uh, same concept. It's just that this is going to be on these ever-present devices on the edge, right? And, and that's that's something. If we look at Let's talk about some some classes of edge. I think you're right. Um, you know the the router on the perimeter. And everybody says the perimeter is dead, but tra traditionally the perimeter has been that that edge, right? But now the edge also is including these other devices. Everything from critical infrastructure in the field, I would say, remote remotely, but also in, in you know home users uh, uh, environments. There's also Things that is very familiar to consumers, like um, virtual assistants. Um, you know, these are things that are processing and um, voice data, as an example. They have machine learning. Um, I think you've been talking also about threats with this, right, in terms of uh, intelligence and social engineering. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what what attackers are realizing is that. You know, we do a lot more with computing devices besides our PCs. We use voice assistance device devices all the time. Hey, like, you know, voice assist. I don't want to set off any <laughs> voice assistant, but hey, tell me where time it is or tell me, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, something. One common attack we started seeing is where where someone would take a a similar sounding skill or a similar sounding verb or, uh, you know, some sort of phrase that you would ask a voice device and they would take over and say like, wow, I'm glad you asked me this question. And, you know, user, you're in trouble. This, you got a big problem. Your bank account's being hacked. And, uh, you know, we'll send you a link right away to your phone or to your uh, synced device and click on that to see what's really going on. That's just another attack, phishing attack. So we're seeing phishing attacks on smart devices. Um, I also think uh, kind of the popularity of like just the ARM processor architecture, as well as like more availability of like real-time operating systems of, um, you know, more simulation and, uh, you know, ways of virtualizing different attacks has made it a lot easier for attackers to try new techniques against like OT, against like these smaller devices, against like our mobile phones. So I think we're going to see a lot more attacks on devices we really didn't even think about. Like, like, I mean, I'm not really expecting like my, my refrigerator to like steal my bank account information, but who knows what we're going to see with the availability of these devices becoming so popular and attackers definitely having an interest in them and having the ability to simulate them as well as, uh, uh, you know, test against them. Yeah, of course. If, if the yeah, and that's the thing, right? I think these these edge devices themselves, and it kind of goes back to this edge access trojan I was talking about. When they're compromised, that's rich data to to attackers, right? And we always talk about attackers knowing knowing the, the more they know about you, the more they can leverage that for a social engineering attack. And I mean, that can be used for uh, certainly with machine learning automation. I know there's been. Um, uh, there's, there have been um, AI-driven phishing, voice phishing attacks that have already happened. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I expect to see more of that, too. I mean, it's a whole new world. I think it's going to be a lot of interesting scenarios that play out in, in 2021. There's also, um, you know, this whole notion of the edge expanding, like we talked about. So now there's also, again, uh, these uh, empowered edge devices that um, are, are going to be connected, ever more connected through the world of 5G. Um, the edge is even expanding into space, uh, literally, uh, because uh, we now have more satellites that are being launched that are going to provide consumer satellite uh, broadband. And that's a whole new world, too. That's going to be more connectivity for attackers. And so I think traditional 
cases we see right now, like ransom um, attacks, are going to expand to these, uh, you know, ed ransoming edge devices as well. And there's a lot of, um, again, rich, rich data, but rich targets, I would say, for um, with, with these new scenarios, right? Yeah, you know, you know, I'm hoping 5G or low orbit internet satellites is going to give me the ability to move out in the country, get a farm, I don't know, get a couple of animals and like get a good internet service, right? And still be able to stream my Netflix. Uh, now that's, that's the dream. That's the promise. The nightmare is that now we have a lot of bandwidth to, to get a, be attacked on and attackers have a lot of bandwidth to reach out to users, reach out to individuals and also weaponize, as you said, uh, a lot of like, different types of devices, whether it's edge, whether it's IOT, whether it's taking advantage of swarm uh, type uh, attack technology and really being able to unfortunately do a lot of damage. And I think we're going to see that uh, as uh, see that as a tool, uh, at least as a, as a, um, you, you know, as, as one of the ingredients used in more ransomware and more denial of service attacks. Yeah. And I think as we've talked about before, we're moving towards this world where there's going to be no more such thing or very little of no connection or no, uh, you know, no such thing as a uh, signal strength bar because it's omnipresent. But it, like that comes with that attack surface and uh, a lot of nightmare scenarios, I think, like you said. One last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up, Mars. is also this is more forward thing, uh, looking is uh, the, the quantum threat as well, too. In the world of quantum computing, uh, you know, the essence is that with quantum computers, it's promising just exponential more power, essentially, because of the way it handles, you know, qubits and, and uh, processing and, and um in different layers than traditional computers do. Um, what, what are the what are the threats that are going to come along with this? Well, let's talk about like, the most obvious threat is first of all uh, encryption. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we for years and years have had like encryption standards, and we expect them to hold up hold up to a uh, you know a certain degree of brute forcing, a certain degree of uh, challenges out there. That's all those you know, models are pretty much out the window with quantum computing. And that means like the whole world is going to need to change. I think what we're going to start seeing is first, we're going to start seeing some proof of concepts coming from uh, high-end researchers. But I think eventually, like everything else, this is eventually going to come down to like scripts, uh, come down to like, uh, you know, different modules that everyone's going to be downloading. And unfortunately, attackers are going to be downloading this and looking at maybe data that data sets they've you know, grabbed or data sets that have been on the internet that are really, really old data sets, but now they can decrypt them. Now they can like learn all these passwords. They can desalt things. It's going to be a pretty scary world. I don't think we realize how much data that's being leaked that, that really hasn't been useful just yet. Obviously, that's just one portion of it. As we've talked about plenty of times, there's just a lot of attacks against uh, the architecture of quantum computing. And that's kind of scary that, that attackers are thinking that far ahead already. Yeah. Yeah. I think all eyes on cryptography moving forward with that one. And I know, you know, there's obviously efforts underway for things like crypto agility, which is essentially saying how quickly can you keep up to that threat by change? This is what you mean about the world needing to change. I think it's, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of things to digest as usual, um, but the good news is we're talking about this ahead of the curve, looking at the the, the trends and predictions. So it's, it's never a bad time to talk about it's this. It's never a bad time, but resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Amar, again for your time. This is Derek Menke with 40 Guard Live signing off.